You are listening to Life's the Vacay podcast, a weekly podcast series focusing on living a life without limitations. I'm your host, Cha Jones. Each week, I interview purposeful people about what they do and how they do it. Some have traditional professions, while others have designed unconventional careers. But what matters most is that they all are living a life where business and pleasure never separate. Each day is a vacay. So let's get started. Hey, it's another episode of Life's a Vacay Podcast. I'm your host, Cha Jones. Today, I'll be talking about creating a brand as a travel blogger with Miss Tamiko Harvey. Tamiko Harvey is the founder and editor of Passport and Grub, a luxury lifestyle publication for Black women, conference director for TBEX North America, and she is also the vice president of Black Travel Alliance. I'm excited to talk to Miss Tamika. So here we go. So let's get started. Hello, Tamika. How are you doing today? I am doing well. I am excited to be here, excited to talk to you. So, yes. Well, I am excited as well, especially being able to talk to another writer, another traveler, another woman, another Black woman. (laughs) Sorry, I get all the identities down. Yes, it's a pleasure. So Tamika, you have done some amazing things. I've gone over your bio, but just to talk about some of the things that you're doing, one of your roles is the founder of Passport Grub. How did you start this business? Well, my husband and I travel quite often. And I think we had just returned from the Amalfi Coast. And someone on Facebook was like, you should start a blog. And I was like, well, what is a blog? Because you know, I'm old. I'm not, yeah. So I was like, well, what exactly is a blog? So I started doing a little research. And I was like, well, okay, mm, that may be something I could do. I can, and then once I started thinking about it from not just recording or documenting my travels, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, you know, you're in your, you're in your forties and retirement isn't that far off. So then I started thinking about it from a business perspective What could I do to earn additional income that could take me into retirement or that I can do once I retire and I have these streams of income coming in that I don't have to rely solely on, you know, my savings for one, my husband's money, that this could still be an additional way to make money. So then I start thinking about it from a business perspective. You know, how do I brand myself? What does that look like to create a personal brand? How do you monetize it? Um, How do you work with brands? How do you appeal to brands? And so, and and from that, it just started to, you know, I I did my due diligence. I did the work and, you know, and here we are. Yes, I love it. Now, how many, because I'm I'm sure some of the listeners are, are going to want to know, how many countries have you been to now? Oh, girl, I, you know what? That's something that I don't even do. I don't even know, to be honest, I, I don't, 
that I know that's like the thing you're supposed to be able to say, you know, you've been to, you know, 65 countries and counting and, but, you know, I don't do that. I go where, you know, I'm headed in two weeks to Turkey. I've never been to Turkey before. So that's a new one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, I, but, you know, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, so I can't even tell you. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie. That's just not one of those things that I, that's important to me. I know mm-hmm. it's important to other people for the status to say, you know, I've been here, but that's not an important status of mine. I'm sorry, people. That's all right. But that's amazing because that's you've obviously been to enough countries for it to not be count anymore. So I think it's a lot. I have been yeah. to a lot. And I'm not one of those people that feel like, well, I've went to the airport. That means that I was there. Um, <laughs> right. Not, right. So you know for me it is do when I go somewhere you know, do I delve into the, you know, the destination itself or do I just stay on a resort and I don't really understand the food, the culture. So for me, you know, travel is a little bit different than probably other travel bloggers because it's, you know, a lot of times we get into this, what it appears to be, how you want people to perceive you and your brand Mm -hmm. uh, versus what you're actually doing and and what's important to you? Well, it seems that you love travel and you've built a business around travel, but you also inspire others to live their dreams. And you've started this business and created a space for yourself to live a dream based off of the things that you're doing. Tell my listeners, and I always like to preference now for those who are tuning in for the very first time, what life of vacay means to me. Also tell people they should determine what that is for them because it's really about living life on your own terms and creating freedom and flexibility so that you can do that. And it's not promoting leave your nine to five job and then go start a business because that is not for everybody. And you can create a life of vacay having a nine to five because you take the money that you make with your good nine to five job and you create more freedom and flexibility doing the things that you want. But for you, who has created a business out of travel, how do you inspire others to that want to do this and that may not necessarily want to create a business out of it, but may want to create more freedom and flexibility so that they can have a life of vacay? You know, I think the first thing is finding out what it is that you love, um, regardless of whether it's travel. That's one thing that I do regret that it took me. It took, I am, I'll be 51 in August and it has taken me a very long time to realize that I don't have to live the life that society said I needed to live. And when I say that, I mean, you need to go to college and I'm not saying anything is wrong with not going to college, but you go to college, you get your degree, get you a good, well-paying job. You get married, you have a kid and you travel in between those times. And then you retire when you're 65. Right. That no longer appeals to me. And a lot of my reels on Instagram are about like a wife of leisure. I'm like putting the pressure on my husband's neck every day about (laughs) coming to the house because working a nine to five is just no longer. And it's for me, it's not even about starting my own business. 
And being an entrepreneur, it is, I am 51 years old and I don't want to work until I'm 65. I just have, that just not appeal to me to spend the next, you know, 15, 10, whatever years that is working. And then by the time you're 65, you know, your body, my hell, my body doesn't (laughs) even work. I wanted to work now at 50 and I'm like, someone. How did I wake up and now every time I get out the dang on bed, I got to like roll with the bed because my lower back is killing me. So I can only imagine what I'm going to be feeling like when you're supposed to retire at 65. No, that does no longer works for me. So for me, a life of vacay is really about spending quality time with my friends, eating at, you know, wonderful restaurants. I love food. I love cocktails. So for me, it is not even necessarily about quitting my job, but it's about me turning my home into a place that is of ease. It is about hiring someone to come clean my home for me instead of me feeling like I need to be the one that is doing all of the things. It is about delegating things that I no longer have a desire to do. And cleaning and cooking is one of those things that I am talking to my husband about now. Like, look, we make enough money where I don't have to be washing 18 loads of clothes all day (laughs) Like that is just not fun for me. And even for Thanksgiving, I was very clear last Thanksgiving where I said it the year before and I didn't do anything. So last Thanksgiving, I still cooked, but I've been very clear that this coming holiday, I'm not cleaning. We can go somewhere and we can rent a home that has a, you know, private shelf and someone to come. That's what I'm doing. I'm no longer doing anything that doesn't bring me happiness. Yes. And that's what a life of vacay means for me. I'm not doing anything that doesn't bring me happiness. So if you sitting on the couch while I'm slaving and cooking all day long and you watching your football games and I'm looking like, okay, really, this is some straight BS. That's <laughs> not what I'm doing anymore. I don't right. care. Who gets mad or who feels like, oh, well, that's what a wife should do. But then you be his wife. (laughs) Yes, I'm here for it all. I'm here. Yes. It, I mean, it really is about creating the life that you desire. Like if you don't want to cook and clean, okay. And that's one of the things that I was really excited about when I moved to Mexico is that I have someone that can clean my house. I have someone who can be a nanny. I have someone that, you know, takes the trash. I'm Look, I'm all for it because I, I, no, I, I've never been for the nine to five anyway, but I just really wanted to create a life that I didn't have to retire from, I didn't have to Mm -hmm. vacate from because oftentimes when you work a nine to five and they give you two weeks vacation, you go do your two weeks, then you come back and you tired, right? And you got to go to work and you got, it's like wash, rinse, repeat. (laughs) You doing it all over again. And that is not the light. No. For those who choose to do that, hey, more power to you. (laughs) I'm not trying to tell you how to create your life. I'm just saying it's not for me. So I definitely get it. I think a lot of times we don't speak success and what we want over our lives. Busy focusing on what we don't want. And when you keep saying every day, I don't want this getting on my nerves. I hate this. I hate that. You're bringing more of that. More, yes. 
More. As opposed to taking your the minutes that you have, think about, feel what it is that you want and put your attention and your focus on the things that you want to create in your life. You know, I am a firm believer in affirmations and vision boards. And every morning I get up before I, my feet touch the ground, I get my notepad and I write down 10 things that I am grateful for for that yes. day. And you have to practice gratitude because if you don't practice gratitude, you can't have more of the things that you want, regardless of whether they are monetary, friends, whatever it is that you're seeking. If you're not grateful for what you have, you can't have a life of ease or a vacay life because mm -hmm. you're, you're too busy complaining about all the stuff that's not going right. When you woke up this morning, you have water, you have tissue, you have toothpaste, you got breakfast, this morning, <laughs> you got in your car, you drove to work, you have gas. So it's a lot yes. of things to be thankful for. Yes, there is. And I think a lot of times, you know, because talking about is really being able to manifest the life that you want. And oftentimes people can't manifest, create consciously or unconsciously. They do a whole lot of unconsciously creating by just putting out words that go against what you truly want to have. So if your vision is to have more freedom and flexibility, you're constantly, like you said, talking about what you don't have and I hate this job. Instead of negating any of that and just really focusing on what you desire, I desire to have more freedom and flexibility. I desire to have someone cook for me. I desire to have more friends that are appreciative that we have a authentic bond. You know, start talking about what, what it is that you desire. I love it. I'm here for all of that because I really believe in manifestation. I believe that you can create the entire life that you desire and that you deserve because it's really here for you. It's yours. All you have to do is ask for it. And oftentimes we don't. We get stuck in what other people want for us and their limitations. And then we start adapting to those limitations. And then we start speaking the words that they've spoke to us and we start making that our own and we really have to remove that. So oftentimes people have this fear to do what it is that they love. Were, it was ever a moment where you were fearful of walking in or asking for and what did that look like for you? Actually, it's I'm walking in that right now. And... You know, I have been saying for three years now that I am going to step away from my full-time job and I have not done it yet because, you know, it's a, I don't work hard. I make, you know, well over six figures. I got a company car. I got all these, you know, that. And so I am every day saying, so I've made a plan. So, but first I used to just say that I wanted to do that, but I didn't have a plan to go with it. So saying you want to do something and without an action plan behind how you are going to do that, that in itself is not tangible and it doesn't make good business sense and it causes you to be fearful. And so I am reading a book right now, just finished the 12 week year. And now I'm reading, uh, we all should be millionaires or the millionaire mindset or something like that. 
And so now I have a plan on how and when this transition from my day job to being a full-time entrepreneur is going to occur. And so for me, I realized in January that the one thing that was holding me back from stepping out or that I was fearful of was because I don't have a car. I know we, I live in a beautiful home. We make plenty of money. I could go and get a car, but I've, I've never had a car note. And I know mm. this might sound crazy to some people, but I'm 51 years old and I've never had a car note. So for me, that is scary. Like, I never had a car note. I've never <laughs> paid insurance. I've never paid car insurance wow. my entire life because every job I've ever had I had a company car, had car insurance, and I had gas, a gas card. So for me, I'm like, okay, a car note. What is it? I'm gonna have to pay what six, seven hundred dollars a month. I've never paid a car note in my. And that sounds like crazy. That is the one thing that I am like fearful of is like having a car note. But you know, for my birthday, I am going to get myself a car. Okay, girl, get you a car. Have you decided which car we are getting? So do we want to know the car that I have on my vision board and that I have as my screensaver? Or <laughs> do we want to be realistic? Let's let's give the people real. <laughs> What's the realistic car? Actually, real, share okay. with them your dream car because we're going to move towards that. But yes. what are we going to get until we move towards that? Okay, so I think I am going to get the Bronco, the new okay. Bronco. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Yes, I'm going to get the one that's like convertible. It's almost like a Jeep. Mm-hmm. So I think that I'm pretty, I'm like 90% sure that is what I am going to get for my birthday. Okay. Yeah. Happy birthday in advance with that Thank car. You. Okay. Yes. So now, now, then that will be a step for me moving to give these people back their vehicle. Yes. We don't want to hold up the process and that dream of being free and more flexible. Let that go and, mm-hmm. and return that with the car. Okay. But what is this dream car? What's our ambitions look like? My ambition is a burgundy. G-Wagon. I post them on my stories almost weekly and tag my husband and say, look at here. But I want a burgundy G-Wagon. That is my dream car. That is what I want. Along where you are, I want me a home on the beach in Mexico. I plan to uh, retire to Mexico in uh, three years when my daughter graduates high school. So the goal is to pay cash for me a property in Mexico. And once I throw her and her stuff off at whatever uh, college she's going to go to, buy me a one-way ticket. Well, okay. I'm glad that you have the plan. You already have the car. And now all you have to do is, you know, get the car that you currently have prepared to return it and move forward. I love it. So tell us, because you do a lot of advocating for the Black voice, especially for content creators who are underpaid and overlooked, how are you doing that? And why is that important to you at this part of your life? You know, I see these brands working. uh, You know, it's like how many white, skinny, white chicks in two-piece bikinis (laughs) with long, flowy, blonde hair can you have in your marketing material? Like, I mean, like really, like seriously, like how many, that same image, or it's a family 
running down the beach in their white linen pants rolled up around their ankles and their white dogs, you know, running behind them at the beach. It's like, how many times are we going to see that same image repeated over and over again? And then how many times can I pitch to a brand and they don't want to pay me but they want to pay somebody else who has bought all of their followers. They don't create good content. And, but you want me to do 18,000 different things for you to give me a one night stay. That's just not, you know, if we're talking about here in 2022, why are we still having to beg brands to work with us when we know that Black people spend you know, a hundred and in the U.S. domestic travel alone, I think it's $109 billion uh, that people in the U.S. Black people spend on travel. So why am I begging brands to work with me? Like we spend, and especially my age group, when you get to 50 years old and you have disposable income to spend and go where you want to go and you brands still don't recognize that this is the demographic that I need, that I can to market to. You don't have to market to just one group of people. I yes. don't know if they realize that yet, that you can market to most segments <laughs> of the population at the same exact time. Yes. And that's, ex- I mean, it's, it's extremely important. You know, we talk about diversity, you know, just in corporate America oftentimes. And we talk about, you know, the way we're treated when we go to work and how we're being perceived and what we're doing and how we're showing up. And companies are, you know, I because I have a diversity background, I'm kind of, you know, biased in, in how I see things. But oftentimes it's like lip service to the population that we're supposed to be serving because some, most of these companies don't really believe that. They kind of mimic what's the trends. And, the trend is, is, you know. is performative at best. Right. But yeah, when we talk about travel and especially getting in the space of being able to market to a demographic, especially as the Black travel movement has really blown up over the last 15 years, there isn't a whole lot of space that has been created for us. Yes, you have your essence, the magazines that will give you, you know, a lollipop and say, hey, you know, we'll feature you here. But oftentimes that space and and that money is not being saturated and allocated for us. So I'm glad that you're doing that work. How did you actually begin lending your voice to this movement and creating a space to talk more about diversity in the market space of travel for Black people? You know, I initially was talking a lot about ageism because, you know, that's something that I don't know if I necessarily struggle with it. So it started with the ageism thing because brands would come to me and, you know, do you want to promote some depends? Like, I can't say what I want to (laughs) say. Come on, come on, say you can say whatever you want to say here. (laughs) B-I-S-S-H-H, do I look like I need some pins? And I'm like, come on now. Like, you know, and I know you had to have done your research before you even reached out to me. So, you know, I don't, and the the term, what are they called? Women that are distinguished, not distinguished. What's the other adjective that they, 
And it sort of started around me getting these pitches from brands around, you know, all of these old lady, like I'm going to be sitting Mm -hmm. around here knitting and all of that. And then it went from that to me really understanding that even with that, they don't want to pay. And so I'm like, okay, is it me that brands aren't, you know, wanting to pay me for my content, but they are wanting to, you know, we can do this quid pro whatever. And I'm like, so then you start asking other content creators, well, did this brand pay you and did they pay you? And then it's not just a you thing. Mm -hmm. It is a industry that brands don't want to play black content creators, but they will pay our white counterparts for those same campaigns. But when you say these are my rates, oh, we have a limited budget. Okay. My lights are limited too. Right. Yeah. It's limited. Yeah, that's how it kind of started with just recognizing. And then it also, too, we as content creators have to be more vocal about, you know, what is happening, what we're being paid for campaigns. You know, we like to keep things to ourselves. Why? I don't know. I'm very open and honest about, you know, what I make, what brands are paying me, because you don't know what you could be getting paid if I don't tell you what. I'm getting paid. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's important. You know, transparency and pay is extremely important. <laughs> but yeah, the travel industry makes gazillions of dollars and there's no reason that they can't pay us and that they can't, you know, do the same things that they're doing for the others because... Wow. You know, like you said, our dollar, and and it always kills me because we are great consumers. We spend a lot of money on a lot of different things, especially products and and services. Um, And then it's the same with travel. More people are traveling now than ever before. And it's important that we are able to see ourselves when we travel. It's important that we are able to show up and get the same service, same quality of service that everybody else is getting. And it, it starts with when you actually see the advertisements and the marketing that looks like you. But if that's not happening, obviously there's a problem. So I'm going to say that. So I want to commend you on the work that you're doing and being at the forefront of the push to make sure that more creators are being able to eat. You know, don't nobody want to be a starving artist, not even in the travel industry. (laughs) And if you are a Black content creator, you know, I would advise everyone that is listening to go to, I am vice president of the Black Travel Alliance. We are a nonprofit organization that really helps hold travel brands and destinations accountable for their lack of diversity, uh, for their lack of pay in working with Black content creators. And if you aren't on our mailing list, we have, you know, we brands come to us daily looking to hire content creators. And one of our pillars is, you know, you've got to pay our content creators. If you want to go through us and you want to hire one of our content creators, you got to pay them. And that's just, I mean, it's, that is, we are really big on that. So if anyone is listening and you are a content creator and you need work and make sure you go and sign up uh, for the blacktravelalliance.org and fill out your profile and make sure that we have everything that, what kind of, you know, who your audience is and all of that. Yeah. 
Right. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that because I think that's important. Oftentimes we don't know the associations to get involved with that are working on our behalf. And so it's important that we have alliances and that we're able to band together because that's really when the movement actually starts. So I would love to have this conversation and go on forever, but as always, I don't have that kind of time to continue the conversation, but you have given us tea and I love it. So Tamika, tell us one thing, because I like to leave the listener with a takeaway. What's one thing or some advice that you would like to give someone as they either they're content creators or they're starting a business, they're thinking about blogging, they're thinking about getting into this industry? What's some advice that you would give them? You know what? I would really say if you're thinking about blogging, I know this isn't sexy and I know people probably don't want to hear this, but learn SEO, which is search engine optimization. You can't be of value if you can't drive traffic to someone's platform. And when I say someone's platform, I mean a brand. As content creators, we are there to drive traffic. And if you're not driving traffic, then you are not really influencing. And so, you know, I know everybody want to be on Instagram. It's all flashy, pretty, but learn SEO before you do anything else because that is going to make you stand out in the crowd of content creators that really doesn't understand how to drive traffic. And when people are moving from, you know, searching about a destination to actually pulling the trigger and buying their ticket. Yes, thank you for that. I think everybody needs to understand that because that's extremely important. That's how Google runs and that's how Facebook knows to tell you what to do. (laughs) Correct, exactly. And when you pull up Google and it's an already brought up an ad that you was talking about 10 minutes ago, I mean, exactly. I mean, you really have to understand how that works. Yes, it's important. Well, thank you, Tamiko, for speaking with us today. It has been a pleasure. Please tell my listeners how they can contact you or follow you. I am on Instagram at Tamiko.Harvey. And my website is www.passportsandgrub.com. And email me at passportsandgrub at gmail.com. Yes, you heard it. Please make sure you reach out to her. She is a wealth of information and she's advocating for you, the Black traveler, as well as the Black content creators. I am your host, Cha Jones. If you like this share, please subscribe, share, and donate to help us keep it going. Until next time, remember you have one life. Take time and create your own freedom. Until next time. have been listening to life's a vacay podcast thank you for tuning in today every day you have a choice so choose yourself and never allow your circumstances to dictate the life you live whatever you don't like you can change remember nothing happens overnight but know that when you set goals and take inspired action whatever you desire can come in perfect timing never give up on creating the life you deserve Don't anticipate your next vacation when you could be living a whole life on vacation. Until next time, I'm your host, Cha Jones. Please remember to like and share this podcast so that others can be inspired.
Peace.